Welcome back. Hey, welcome. Is that enough energy? What's you guys up? were That's giving good. me crap off camera for not we having were, enough energy. That was really good, Sean. Welcome back to the AHG Way podcast. Here we are. We are going to cover sellers today. We're going to jump into a series of podcasts about sellers. But always, man, we can't just jump right in. We got no. to catch the world up on what's going on with AHG. We just had a really cool lunch with uh, Aaron Johnson of Bateman yes, Hall. Did. Yep. So, Can we announce what's going on? I or, think we can. I don't know. I mean, well, let's announce it. And then before we go live with this, we'll clear it with him. That's right. So and if you not, go, then they can mute out the audio and, and we'll just. So most people know about our Fox Crossing yep. project. And that's yeah. kind of what started the conversation with him. And so Aaron and his team have been un unbelievably amazing throughout the process of you know, yep. getting, getting all of that approved. And um, so we're actually, we're just looking to do more more projects with those guys. And that's that's yep. what this is gonna do is uh, give us that opportunity. So, that's right, it's awesome. So you're not gonna announce No, it, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you abort, I saw you abort. Okay, we'll roll that out next time. Yeah, but it is Just fun. exciting stuff though. It's really fun to be in business with people who are, are creative thinkers and risk takers. And that's what we're doing we, when we find when we find people that are in alignment with us in terms of values and and uh, vision, then we we get into business with those people. And so that. there's some fun thing fun things happening, and that's happening on multiple fronts, in construction and mortgage, and software and a, and a few other things that we've we've touched on before lately too. So a lot of exciting things happening with Anderson Hicks, of course our our core business, and and the and the business that uh, really is what's made all of this possible and and that we love is is selling houses. That's right. And that's always going to be the core business. And so at, at Anderson Hicks, we take care of a lot of sellers every year, um, a lot of them, and that gives us an a chance to experience that process. Um, each time you do it, you know we learn something new with every single transaction and with every single seller, and. Uh, we get better every single time. And so we've learned some things over the years over uh, you know, about selling houses. So what we wanted to do is roll out a, a series of podcasts where we can address the different components of listing homes. And from, from the very first thought of, hey, we should put our house on the market all the way to uh, we're pulling out of the title company and we just, we just handed over house. the keys yeah. Yeah, and closed on the house. So um, let's get started. Episode number one. We're talking about the very first process. So going back, why don't you kind of walk me through, maybe you could even take us back to the last time before you were licensed, when you woke up one day and said, man, no, let's not use you. Let's use, <laughs> let's use, uh, let's use one of your clients recently, maybe. Well, the irony is that I actually uh, bought and sold homes with you and Mike, both of my partners before, yeah. before I came in here. So which one, one of my you, clients? Which, which experience did you, just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not going to have you answer that. Well, we're, Mike's not here, so oh, Sean, totally Sean. I mean, <laughs> but he no, listens to these. He does, and we miss Mike today. Mike is actually so busy; he's out taking yep. care of business, and yep, so he um, he'll be here next week, though. Yep. So the answer is you love them equally both for different I did. reasons. Yes, absolutely. Which is why we merged. Now it's the best of both worlds. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. So when someone wakes up in the morning and says, "You know what? I think we ought to put this house on the market and sell it and move." Where does someone go at that point? What, what would you advise someone as the very next step? You know, um, <laughs> not go look at Zillow. Don't okay. go look at Zillow. Okay. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I would say actually do a little bit of research. Most people nowadays have done, real estate is so trendy right now. I mean, it, it really is 
uncommon to find somebody that hasn't done a little bit of research on, hey, what's going on in my neighborhood? What's going on with these houses? And so I would say the very first step is to, you know, do a little bit, re a bit of research on the agent that you want to use. You know, if you don't know somebody, if you haven't, you know, sold a house before, I would ask fa friends, family, and if you are going to go online, go and look at Google reviews. I, I think that's the, a great resource to, hey, am I using or working with an agent that's actually done business and has that agent done business that has earned that uh, a review of some type yeah. and are they positive? Yeah. So, so well, you, like, uh, I think it's cool that you said that because your mind immediately went to which agent you didn't even, you just flew right past the, do I use an agent or not? Which obviously, I mean, that's true. I you guess know, that's probably where I'm, I'm at. I'm not saying you missed, like, that's bad that you missed it. It's good that you missed it because in, in my mind, it should be that obvious for everyone. Like shouldn't, mm -hmm. so why should it not even be an option to, and of course we're biased, mm -hmm. this is the business we're in, but if we didn't believe that what we did added enough value to justify our expense, we wouldn't be in this business. So mm -hmm. why is it a no brainer that to get an agent involved versus just try, you know, run at this process alone and see if we can DIY the home selling process. Well, have you seen a DIY house? Yes. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> right? next question. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, you know, Because DIY is trendy now too. Oh yeah, with super YouTube trendy. With YouTube and with all this stuff, it's like, man, let's just, let's just do this ourselves and, and save a few bucks. I think, you know what, that's a great example. It's not, when you list a home and you pick the right agent, you're picking a specialist. Somebody that specializes in yeah that specifically and you know most people when they try to do it as a for sale by owner that there are a you don't know what you don't know yep. and so that process um, number one figuring out what the value should be at um, especially with how quickly the market's been shifting um, is incredibly challenging and, and you and I have actually seen it we've bought homes where people listed it where they thought, oh, this is the right price, and they've walked away from money, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's situations where it was undervalued and they didn't understand, you know, that market segment was incredibly pressured. And so I would say that's the first piece is, is you know, as a for sale by owner, there's things that you may not understand. Now, I'm making an assumption that all for sale by owners are created equal, right? right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I know that that's not the case. And, and there's probably people out there that are equipped to do that. There is some liability that comes mm -hmm. with doing that as well. So, and maybe you could talk about that. I mean, I don't want to talk this whole podcast, but You're doing great. You know, what are the liabilities that come from being a for sale by owner as opposed to hiring an agent? Well, before I answer that, I think I would. Um, you know, I, I think on, in this whole process, I think if, you, if you're thinking you can go at it and sell your house by yourself, you said the first thing, first thing you thought is like valuing the property, mm -hmm. trying to figure out how much, and you said, you used the example of leaving money on the table. And that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a really serious risk that someone might have if they underprice their house. The other risk is that they overprice their that's house. Right. And then they sit and they don't sell and they, they, they get thousand calls from real estate agents and they get maybe a couple calls from unqualified buyers mm -hmm. and and then they start down this path of just lots of showings and then it sits and it sits and it sits and they overprice the house and then and they don't end up getting it sold and mm -hmm. and so um that's a risk as well because they lose money in that process as well each day that that's on the market that it doesn't sell um is is a money an mm -hmm. expense to them and that you're exactly right the experience alone of what you just said you you put your 
your personal phone number out there. <laughs> There's a liability. Yeah, it's huge. And, and you got every real estate agent in, in this part of the country calling you to yep. try and buy your house or to list your house. Or I've got somebody, I've got a buyer that your house is perfect for. I just need to come and look yeah. at your house, you know? Yep. So that is part of the challenge. Yeah. But yeah, if you overprice it, yeah. it, it it's huge. And there, but you're right, there is risk in doing that um, because... You know, the majority of lawsuits that happen right now, I don't know the exact number. A few years ago, National Association of Realtors put out a stat, and it was about 80% of lawsuits that had to do with real estate transactions. There, weren't, there wasn't an agent involved at all in the transaction. And so, and there's no guarantee. I mean, there still are issues and legal cons- issues sometimes and legal suits that are filed when agents are involved. Are involved. But when two people are, are attempting to enter a contractual agreement and transfer a lot of money and real estate property and they want to do that on their own without any experience that's expo- they are exposing themselves mm-hmm. to risk so can you think of a scenario that like like what 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 would be a potential risk <clears throat> well um immediately i just go to the language of the contract the the potential yeah. risk immediately is you know a lot of for sale by owners will go down to the title company and just get they even make for sale by owner packets right yep. with general language and so you're what you're saying is we see far too many people enter into these contracts without completely understanding the language um, and there are most of these contracts are time bound most of these contracts have inspection periods that are time bound yep. with specific language that you know, if you don't abide by that language, then you may be liable for yep. either buying the house as is or, I mean, there's just so many variables that come into play that if you don't completely understand how that goes, well, then you, you could miss something and walk yeah. away from money. and Totally. And or you could be in an agreement that you think is binding and it's not even a legally binding agreement. True. I mean, that, how often does that happen on our team? It's not a ton, but we might have an agent where an initial was missed. Uh-huh. Or maybe maybe the legal description was off, and it actually described a property that doesn't exist, and or the or the street address doesn't match the legal or whatever, and and we catch that, you or I catch that, or Mike catches that, and if we you know or the broker catches it, and we can immediately make that contract binding. But guess what? You get a seller, and you've got a for sale by owner, and uh, you know a buyer that's not represented, and that buyer decides I don't think I want to buy this house. It's two days before closing. They call the attorney, they have a buddy that's an attorney, and they say, get me out of this contract. They send it over, two minutes later, he sends it back and says, you're not even in a binding contract. Get just out. don't show up at closing and you're fine. Mm-hmm. And then when their attorney calls you, you just let me know and I got your back. Yep. Now the seller goes to, you know, and that's an extreme case, but number one, just thinking you're in a binding agreement when you're not. Number two, uh, potential liability, and we won't give all of them because you know, we're not trying That's to be a DIY. Here, here's how to sell your house. Here's what to be. But another one could be disclosure. That's where a lot of issues come in this business. I yeah. think is when is either you know the failure to disclose something about a house. So, for us to be able to walk a through walk through a seller and tell them exactly what they need to disclose to be covered, so that if there is a problem after closing, the seller knows that. They're not. That's it's not on them. Yeah, because they're not. When, when you sell a house to me, you're not guaranteeing the condition on that house. In perpetuity. That's right. Your responsibility is to just make sure that you disclose what you know about the house that might affect the the, the value or what I'm willing to pay for the house. To the day that it, that I buy Up it. To the day that you buy it. Right. Yep. And then what you know, so for sale by owner, well, we didn't use a disclosure. Oh, okay, a month later, the sewer backs up, and now now we're calling attorneys. That's right. Because it's an eight thousand dollar sewer sewer bill that becomes then a ten thousand dollar attorney bill and. 
and a long fight. They knew and... And all of a sudden, the costs of that start shooting. Here's the cost of hiring an agent. Mm -hmm. And now here's the cost. That's it, right. It doesn't take much to push that up over what it would have just cost. It's almost mm -hmm. an insurance policy in that case. That's right. So and I always ask people, what's your time worth? Because that yeah, whole I mean, other component. It is. Because you're going to be involved in this process. You know, I've, I've, two other things you didn't even mention is, what's a title commitment, Sean? Right? Most of these four sell by owners, they get that and they don't even know what that is. They just think it's common paperwork that came from the title company. And I'm just going to go ahead and, oh, that's just going in, you yep. know, into the. And there's been multiple instances when the title company has found easements that nobody knew about or. Um, you know, another example is you can't lend, <laughs> you can't lend on a flip um, that has only been owned for 90 days if it's FHA, right? Right. And yep. so multiple instances for sell by owners saying, hey, we're going to enter into a contract here two days before closing. Oh, wait, you've only owned this for 48 days. Yeah. We can't perform. And so it, there's just, you and I could sit here and go through multiple scenarios and... <laughs> And we are trying to let people know, hey, come use a realtor. It's going to be a better yeah. experience. But it truly is. Yeah. So I, I had a closing yesterday, and we walked out of the title company. And, and uh, I won't say the seller's name. I should have brought him today as a guest. But he, he said, uh, he said I'll, I'll never do that again. And I said, what? And he said, try, try to sell it on my own. He said, you, he said, next time I'll call you. And, it, and shame on me for not staying. They had bought this house for me probably 10 years ago. And I you know, stayed in touch over time, but lost touch for a bit. And we were actually you know, friends on Facebook and stayed in touch a little bit. But, but he, you know, he attempted, I think I brought this up in a previous podcast, but he attempted to sell it on, on his own. Um, and after about 72 hours, he called me and we went over and listed it. This was last <laughs> month. And yesterday was the closing. And he's like, man, the difference between from from when we decided to sell it on our own to decided to call you like that was that was just chaos and it was I, I didn't know what I was doing and it was I was over at the house all the time I was responding to a ton of phone calls wasn't sure about the paperwork and he said since then I've thought about this process less than a half an hour mm -hmm. and and who knows what that time's got that guy's time's worth but just being able to turn that over and let a professional take care of it and then I just walked him through we negotiated you know once he signed and turned it over then he just negotiated when we got the contract and then if you know of course phone calls mm. along the way and then he shows up for closing and gets his money it's done it's done yeah so that's so what it. do you think uh, if that guy were sitting here right now and we can use this as an example you know so what what should we be telling people or listeners out there to look for in a listing agent and somebody that's yeah, going to help them sell question. their house great question <clears throat> so let's let's uh, assume for a minute we're we're talking outside our market area. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've got a, a brother that's maybe he's in, he's in Utah. He's in Utah, and he calls you and says, "Man, I need an agent. How do I find an agent? What what am I looking for?" So, what would you tell him? Why don't I why don't I push that back into your courts? <laughs> no, I pushed it to you, man. Um, well, you talked about reviews. Yeah, find yeah. out what the public thinks of this mm -hmm. agency or this agent. Well, and then you know, I think you bring up a great point. If it's my brother. If you do know an agent and and you are going to move out of the area, then go go to the agent you trust, and I think we've mentioned that in other podcasts, and ask them to refer you to somebody yep. that yep. Uh, an agent that um, that they would trust. And you yep. know, Mike got a referral a couple weeks ago that it was exactly that. The agent called. She was in St. George and said, "Hey, I need somebody that's going to take care of these people like like I would," yep. and that's what they said to me. So I'm sending them to you. So um, I would say <clears throat> it makes a big deal. It or a big difference 
um, when an agent is actually being an agent and not trying to be a photographer, not trying to pound signs, not trying to um, take care of all their transactions, yeah. that would be the advice I would give people is there's a reason there's teams out there and then there's a reason that there's some single agents out there. Yeah. And that's not me talking bad about that, but um, one of the things that we do differently and that I would recommend everybody look for that I loved before I even came is we, we spend a lot of money on marketing. That's just going to boost the visibility of somebody's home. Right. We spend a lot of money on photography and making sure they're professional photos and that they're edited and that there's a 3D Matterport walkthrough and that there's drone footage. Yeah. There's things that will set one listing agent apart from somebody else. So you think that your brother, <clears throat> would you recommend your brother interview like like it's it's kind of a job interview right Absolutely. so let's say so maybe he uses reviews or a, a referral from a friend or someone that he trusts and then makes a phone call and says and basically says hey i'd like to interview you about selling my house or i'd like to talk to you about selling my house yeah find the, the top two or three in your market as far yep. as the most reviews the best reviews and yep. then give them a call and say you know what i'm interviewing agents yep why don't you come out and chat with me yeah absolutely uh, you think that you should let them know that you're interviewing multiple agents or or, uh, or not? <laughs> if you're I, the consumer, I, is that wise practice? I would, yeah, yeah if I'm the consumer. Because they're going to bring their, they're gonna bring I their mean, best foot. You hope they bring their A game either way. Yeah. But they're definitely going to bring their A game if they know they're competing. Right. So then you're going to see everything that they have to offer, and you're going to see their most professional presentation, which you want. You want, you want them to show up ready to earn your business exactly and, you can, and, and i think you're looking for professionalism you're looking for how they show up do they show up are they enthusiastic to be there do they care about your house do they take the time to get to know you and your house and then do they have do they have a value proposition do they have any how many agents are in our area right now oh geez i don't know Twenty thousand, I want to say, but yeah. I mean, it feels like that an exaggeration right i don't but, know either it's probably i mean i think there are probably one or 200 that are doing 80% of the business. But I think if you looked at the roster, you'd probably see 700, 800 names on the, I would agree. On the list. And yeah. so um, I think a fair question to ask potential agents is, what sets you apart? Why, would I, why should I hire you? Because now prices in our industry, the cost of an agent, it's not fixed, it's not regulated, it is negotiable, but everybody kind of knows that 3% for the listing agent, 3% for the buyer's agent, both of those coming from the seller, being paid by the seller, that that's the most common. Mm -hmm. Now again, I'm not saying that that's the only or that has to be that, I'm just saying that's the most common number. And I would say 90% of real estate agents charge that, mm -hmm. charge 6%. Yep. So if they're all charging the same, then what, what is it that, that makes agent A different than agent B? That's the first question I would ask once I, once I get to know the agent a little bit is what makes you different? What may, and you talked about it too. Mm -hmm. Specialization is huge. If that doesn't show up in that conversation, then I'd be concerned because now you're talking to a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get hated by a lot of single agents <laughs> in our area right now. <laughs> and there are, there are some extremely talented jack of all trades. There are. There are. But, but, uh, but of course, our value proposition, one of our main value propositions is, is expertise and specialization by breaking that up into different parts, like you said. Mm -hmm. So we're going long on, this, age, on this, uh, this podcast, but what's something else? What's another question? And let's each throw out one more question that we would suggest a consumer ask a listing agent before going live, um, before we wrap this up. Um, before, you, before you hire one or in that process, I would just say, what is your strategy? How, how do you approach this, right? Because, and number one, you should understand that if you've got a listing agent that comes to you and says, this is what your house is worth, 
then you need to say to them, prove it, right? Because Sean and I can come, you and I could go and we could, we can give an yeah. idea of what the data says, but yeah. nobody really knows what that house is worth. The market's what dictates that. Because if I don't have a value proposition, how am I going to get your attention when I come to your house? How am I going to make you like me? Oh, I'm going to tell you your house is worth a 50 grand more than it 100%, is. 100%, right? You love right. And so many times we see consumers pick a listing agent that tells them the highest price on their house. Oh, yeah. And oftentimes that's the most dangerous agent because all they know how to do is tell you what they think you want to hear. Exactly. Rather than, rather than and you're And that's generally what it is. Yeah. Generally, they'll say, well, what do you think it's worth? And then they'll do this. Me too. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I'm, I'm exaggerating yeah. there. But that's the, a great one, the point there you is that. you need to have a strategy to, to un in place so that once you do go live with the listing that you're aggressively looking at um, the data that the market is giving you and I won't go too in, in depth with that but and then they need to have a strategy for you and and you need to understand that so that it's a partnership at that point and it's not just oh you're the agent go and sell this it's yep. hey we're working together to get this thing sold we're gonna we're gonna do a few things but that's in summary it's a strategy what's Perfect. their strategy I love it what's yours well, I think the strategy covers a lot of it, but I think maybe one other one would be, I would, I would want them to show me, I mean, if you're going to test drive, if you're looking at cars, you're going to look at one and test drive it. Mm -hmm. So I'm about to trust you with marketing my house. Show me some of the other properties that you're marketing right now. Mm -hmm. So I can see, because we see some photos out there that are truly an embarrassment to our industry. Mm -hmm. And if that consumer would have looked at one other listing that that agent has listed in the past year, they would have said, there's no way I can let my house look like that online. That's and I know that sounds harsh, but it's it's not cheap to hire an agent. So no. you better have the value. And, and in today's technology age, how that house looks online is so critical. Mm -hmm. It's so critical. And it, it, and it actually, it doesn't just drive additional showings. It drives a higher price. Yeah. And so it's, it's got to look absolutely professional online. And that's why we spend a lot of money on photography, like you said. And we... And we and we make sure that we have a stage, or we didn't even talk about staging, but that's another one that we'll you know maybe we can hit yeah, on that we'll in a different into. episode. Yep. Yeah, so. I would say that's critical, and it's almost. I can give you two examples of where people did exactly what you just said. They launched a listing with horrible photos, and uh, and they were, but the house was listed very competitive, like price wise. Yeah. And we were able to. I took two buyers. We jumped in and got it nailed before the pictures. Attention. That's right. Yeah. And before any and and the agent, to their credit, was like, "Oh, we're going to get professional photos here soon," but they didn't get them up until after we were under contract. And yeah, I mean, we got a deal on those places. That was. What's your favorite real estate photo that you've seen? Can you think of any <laughs> good ones? <laughs> Oh man! I, I'll give you want to give you yeah. What's thing. yours? You you there you was give one me I yours. saw not long ago, and you could see the edges of the driver's side of the car in the photo. This photo of the house was framed by the by the the bottom of the the car window and the sides, and it had a little it had a little the the mirror, the rearview mirror in the photo. Dude, I'm like that that agent did not get out of their vehicle to take the to picture. take your picture with their iPhone. <laughs> No. Yeah. So that was a good one. Because I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's all. The reason I bring that one up is because that's on the agent. Sometimes we see some funny stuff that the seller. That's what I was just saying. Left there. But even that, that's part I mean, of our like. Yeah. I've seen bras hanging from doorknobs and like yep. bathrooms that have toothbrushes. Yeah, that's, like oh, that's not the agent's bra. We hope. <laughs> but still, it's the agent's yeah, job. That it's the agent's it. job to make sure yeah. that stuff doesn't go online. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We digress, but we do yeah, digress. there are, there are some 
Anyway, it's pretty important. It is. A good agent is worth every single penny that you spend on them. Right. In, ter in, in terms of time savings, in terms of risk mitigation, and in terms of driving a higher price. So with those three things, no question, no question. We're Absolutely. Charge. So, yep. All right. Thanks for watching. This is the, this is, this is the most biased episode of this series. The rest of them we're going to get really specific in, in just these different processes of selling the house. And we're going to walk you through the whole process. So thanks for letting us sell AHG a little bit, sell ourselves. And, yeah. and then uh, here we go with episode two next week. Yeah. If, if you'd like personal education on this process, just give us a call. Yeah, we'll true. come to your house. We'll walk, yep. walk you through the whole process. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and share.